would take young Rachel and her family 
to travel from their home in Galilee to Bethlehem in Judea. The caravan would meander from place to place seeking safety, a desert oasis, or a quiet place to rest. No matter the hazards or the hardships, they knew they had no choice but to travel those miles. But they did not know that this journey would change their lives and their world forever. Hurry, girls, gather your things. The sun is up, it's time to go. Mother, can't we stay here a little longer? No, Rebecca, the caravan is moving on and we must go with them. But I like Nazareth. I like it better than where we live. You like it better than Cana? Yes, I do. Well, Nazareth is nice, I suppose. But we've got to get to Bethlehem soon because the Caesar says... I know. The Caesar says we must go back to Father's hometown for a census. What's a census anyway? A census is... Well, it's like... Go ask your father, Rebecca. Ask, ask your father what? Father, what's a census? Uh, a census, it's, it's a law. It's a law that says we, we must be counted. And taxed. And taxed as loyal subjects to Rome. Loyal? <laughs> but father, I thought we were Jews. Uh, we are, Rachel, from the house of David. I'm very proud of it. Father, what would happen if we didn't pay the tax? You know, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's not talk about that. Why not? Well, it upsets your mother. You see, right now we're being oppressed by a cruel emperor who makes us do silly things like this census. He takes advantage of us, God's people, and he lords it over us with his military might. One day, one day God is going to send a king. He's going to save us from Caesars and taxes and journeys like this. One day God is going to send a savior. Only hope I live long enough to see it. Mom's right. Gather your things. We have to go.
God's people were already weary of waiting for the king to come. There seemed to be no hint of his arrival anytime soon. And so long, hard journeys such as this to pay taxes only added to their burdened hearts. Trying to make the best of their situation on this trip to Bethlehem, however, the travelers were able to find new friends among their caravan companions and to find a few new things to talk about. Esther, have you seen the little couple in the back of the caravan? The ones who joined us in Nazareth? Yes. I found out a lot about them. His name is Joseph. Her name is Mary or something like that. She looks so uncomfortable from the looks of her. I'd say her baby's due any day now. Poor thing. Poor thing. (laughs) I guess you haven't heard about her. No. What? She and that man. Well, they... Well, let's just say that they weren't married before she, you know. You mean to say she was with child before? I'm just telling you what I heard, but from a very reliable source. She looks so sweet, kind, and innocent. <laughs> Hardly, my dear. I guess that's why she's in this caravan, probably cast out by her family. The shame of it. Who does she think she is? I wouldn't even show my face Who does she think she is? I hide myself in sure disgrace She's a blot on the family name A blemish Who should hang her head in shame? and righteous folk. What does she hope to prove? Is this some kind of cruel joke? We're not so blind that we do not see that we're traveling with the dregs of society. We know we're kind, the kind you cannot trust. We'll just keep our distance so it don't rub off on us. The deal is off. Who does she think she is? She's holding back the hand of God. He will never send his gift. Just as long as as some behave like this. Just who does she think she is? Who does she think she is? Who does she think she is? Just who does she think she is? Oh, Mary, I'm sorry you heard that. They didn't mean it, I'm sure. Of course they meant it, Joseph. They meant every word, and you don't have to be sorry. It doesn't bother me anymore. I'm used to the lies and the gossip and the jeers. I'm used to the ridicule. Oh, Mary. (laughs) No, I'm the one who's lying. It does bother me that they look at me that way. But more than that, it bothers me that they look at you that way. You don't deserve this. You're right. I don't deserve this, and neither do you. You know we're both privileged to be chosen for this challenge. We've been favored by the Most High. I know. This baby you're carrying is a miracle, put there not by me or any other man, 
But by the hand of God, this child is who our people have been waiting for for centuries, Mary. We did nothing to deserve this honor. You are so wise, Joseph, and you always seem to know what to say, and you always seem to know what God is thinking. Oh! Oh no, what? Is it time? No, I'm fine. The baby just kicked. Okay. Well, do you think you'll be okay here for a little while? I need to go pay for the journey with the caravan leader. You go ahead, Joseph. I'll be all right here. Okay, well, I I won't be long. Father, forgive me for the tears. They're not tears of doubt or despair. You must know that. The pain I sometimes feel is so insignificant to this honor you have given me, the privilege of allowing me to give birth to your son.
My name's Rachel. Rachel, that's a nice name. I'm Mary. Oh, so are you going to Bethlehem too? Yes, we are. So, what are you going to name your baby? His name will be Jesus. Jesus, huh? And what if it's a girl? It will be a boy. I'm sure of it. Okay. You know, I had a funny dream last night. Oh. Yes. I dreamed that I was at this big, beautiful palace. Mm, that sounds like a good dream. Yes. I dreamed that someone said to me, Rachel, welcome to the palace. The king has been waiting for you, and he wants to see you right away. And then? And then I walked up these steps into the throne room, and just as I was about to see the face of the king, I woke up. Oh. It was so real. I woke my mother and father up and told them about my dream. What did they say? Go back to sleep. <laughs> but I couldn't. I just lay there and tried to imagine what it'd be like to see a real king. I could imagine it would be wonderful. Yes, it would. Oh, well, I have to go gather my things again. Well, it's nice to meet you, Rachel. I hope I see you again soon. Yes, me too. Bye.
Yes, dear. This is it. Bethlehem. Home of my ancestors. It's kind of crowded. Yes, I expected it would be with the census going on. Jonas, do you think we'll be able to find a room? I hope so. It seems to be getting more crowded by the minute. But what if we can't find a room? Will we sleep out under the stars we have the last few nights? I hope not. I'd like a nice clean place, indoors if possible. See what I can do. Excuse me, excuse me, sir. You know where the closest inn is? We need a room. Well, I have a room. I'm an innkeeper. <laughs> See that, Esther? Found an innkeeper? First try. Yes, sir. We're looking for Do a you have money? Yes. Look, I, I, I got it. Look, pay whatever you ask in advance. Oh, well, in that case, I happen to have one more room, but that's all. Great. Well, we've come a long way from Cana in, in Galilee. We're here for the census. Ah, yeah. Galilee. You'll find the accommodations at the top of the stairs. Thank you so much, sir. Excuse me, sir. I couldn't help but overhear. You're an innkeeper? Yes. Then we'd like a room for the night, please. Uh, we don't have much money. We've traveled very far, all the way from Nazareth. Another Galilean. Not much money. Your kinsmen here have just secured my last room. Oh, I see. I'm sorry, Mary. We'll keep looking. It's all right, Joseph. God will provide something for us. Father, that man and woman over there, they need a place to stay. I know her. Her name is Mary. Hush, Rachel. Don't let anyone hear you say that. But, Mother... Uh, Rachel, your mother's right. We don't know who those people are. We can't be bothered with other people's problems right now. But, Father... No, Rachel. You don't understand. Thank you, sir. Thank you for letting us stay in your stable. I promise we won't disturb anything. Ah, uh, well. We appreciate your kindness, sir. Yes, of course you do. A few more steps on the journey. Mary and Joseph could finally rest, but not in a clean room, but in a drafty stable. It wasn't a fit place for any human, really, but no one seemed to notice. The other travelers were tired, too, and except for one tender-hearted child, no one seemed to care. That night, another journey to Bethlehem began, the longest journey ever taken. God himself traveled from his heavenly throne to a crude stable on earth. For that night, God in the flesh, the Messiah, was born!
Staying here Are at you the end? Today? Yes, my family is staying here. Oh, God. we came from Cana in Galilee, and and we came for the census. That's nice. That's nice. You know what a census is, don't you? Well, it's a law, and yes, I know. Well, my father says that one day a savior will come. Little girl, that's what we're here for. Huh? It's hard to explain, but we've heard from from heaven. Yes, a messenger from heaven. That the Savior was born, wrapped in cloth, laid in a manger. A manger? Like in a stable? Uh, you wouldn't understand. Oh, I do mm. understand. Mister, there was a baby born here last night, in the stable on back of the end. I know, I saw the mother, I saw the baby too. His name is Jesus. 
Sorry, you mean he's... can't talk now. Oh. Yes, thank you. The key. My dream came true. Oh, mother, father, come quickly. Rachel, is everything okay? Nothing. Nothing's the matter. I just saw the king. The king? You saw Herod himself? No, the promised one, father. The one you told me about. Now, Rachel, what's this all about? Is this another one of your dreams? No, this is real. The shepherds said that a heavenly messenger told them so. Shepherds? Heavenly messenger? Really, Rachel, this is not even possible. But... Come along, Rachel. The road to Bethlehem. Many took it that night. Taxpayers, shepherds, even later some stargazers from a foreign land. Many traveled the road, but not all arrived. There were those who missed the first stop because they refused to see that the infant Jesus was really the promised one they'd been looking for. But there were others, those who recognized the Messiah and knew by faith that this was yet the first step on another journey, the journey for eternity. The road to Bethlehem, it is still a journey we all must take. Go there, find the inn, find the manger, the mother, the child. But do not think that the journey ends there. Look into the eyes of the precious Christ child. But know that this is only the first step. Bethlehem is just the beginning. sound of his hungry cry this is the one the precious son of God and so they stopped and gazed at him in awe a beautiful gift from heaven the most beautiful ever seen the journey here was long but they found a newborn king. Bethlehem, the first light of the day, the first note of the song, the first step of the way. Bethlehem, the cradle of the But it's just the place to start There must be more than a baby born On a starlit night To lead you Find eternal life. 
a turn and find Jesus on a cross. Standing at Calvary, it's hard to walk away without your hunger filled with your heart unchanged. Can you imagine how easy it must have been that night to miss the baby Jesus? I mean, after all, a poor peasant girl that wasn't yet really married, a stable, a baby in a manger. It was so easy for them to miss the promised one, the Christ child. From us looking back, we think, man, how could that be? Because we see it from this side. But you know, it's so easy for us to miss that Jesus is the promised lamb. Doubtless all of us agree that there was a baby born in Bethlehem. And we know Jesus as that little baby that was born in Bethlehem. But have you recognized that that same Jesus is the Christ that went to the cross and gave up his life on Calvary? The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, beginning about verse 3, He said, I delivered to you as of what was of first importance that Christ, that little child who grew up and lived a sinless life, that Christ died for our sins, yours and mine, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he was raised again the third day according to the scriptures. Yes, that journey that started in Bethlehem that first morning ended on a cross in Calvary and Jesus gave up his life for you and me. You know, the scripture says in John chapter one that Jesus came unto his own, but his own received him not. 
And then John said this, but as many as did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Ladies and gentlemen, have you recognized that Jesus is indeed the Christ? Have you believed in him? Have you received him into your life as the Son of God? Have you surrendered to Jesus? Our prayer and desire for you here at First Baptist is that you would know Jesus not as a baby in Bethlehem, but as the Christ that hung on a cross, gave up his life, was buried, rose again, is seated at the right hand of God, but one day is coming as the King of kings and Lord of lords. You know, on that day, the Bible says, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he's King of kings and Lord of lords. Have you confessed Jesus as your king? If not, would you be willing to do that today? Would you pray with me? This heads, heads about all over the auditorium. Have you personally surrendered to Jesus as King of kings and Lord of lords? That's our heartbeat. That's our desire for you. And our prayer is that you'd be willing today, if you've never surrendered to Christ, that today you'd be willing to ask him to come live in your heart and to be your Savior and to be your Lord. The reason they gave him the name of Jesus is because he would save his people from his sin. Has he saved you? If not, would you give your life to him today? Father, I pray. I thank you as we pray. I thank you for this little Christ child that was born that very first Christmas and lived a life that, that none of us could live, a perfect life, a sinless life. And then he died an agonizing death to make a payment that we could not pay. And God, the Bible says that if we call upon the name of the Lord, if we believe in our heart that you raised him from the dead and confess him as Lord, we can be saved. And Father, I pray for that man, that woman, that young person, that boy and girl here this morning that's never given their life to Jesus. Our heart's desire is that today they would surrender to Christ and open their heart to Jesus. God, that's what Christmas is about. It's about a loving God who sent a precious son to pay the ultimate price so we could have life in his name. And so, Father, may we all know Jesus as our Lord, as our Savior, and as our King. And that's our prayer. And we ask it in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, please enjoy the finale of The Road to Bethlehem. <laughs>